Jackson Hole. Every year, every August, we're supposed to pay close attention because all the most powerful central bankers are gathering to tell us what we should expect about not just their policies, but what their policies are going to do to our own livelihoods. Jackson Hole is, you would think, the center of the universe. Think about August of 2010, maybe the most important Jackson Hole of all time. Ben Bernanke, just a year or so after the financial crisis, after the Great Recession, he sat there and said, you know, we're probably going to have to do a second QE, which everybody took as it was time to party. It was celebration. More money printing, baby. When any rational person would said, wait a minute, what are we actually doing here? If we got to do quantitative easing twice and do it twice so soon after the first one ended, first of all, it couldn't have been quantitative. And if you actually hear what these central bankers say when they gather at Jackson Hole, what you actually, what you understand is there's no precision. There's no science. This is closer to astrology than anything else, which brings us to August of 2023. Jay Powell is at Jackson Hole for the most important speech of our lifetimes because he's going to tell us about inflation. He's going to tell us about they're done with rate hikes. And all of these things are massively consequential. And what did Mr. Powell say? He said, as is often the case, we are navigating by the stars under cloudy skies. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's again like August of 2010. Basically, they don't really know what they're doing. They're just kind of throwing stuff out there and hoping something sticks. Mr. Stephen Van Meter, who is in Jackson Hole as we speak, reporting on the festivities there because it's more like a party for central bankers than it is any actual scientific conference. Steve, what do you think about J. Powell, Jackson Hole, August of 2023? You know, Jeff, um, as you can see, I'm, I'm trying to get into the breakfast here. Uh, but one of the problems I ran into is they said I have to pay in bank reserves. And so, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just not sure what to do about this. But is nevertheless, the only place you can ever use bank reserves is, is at Jackson Hole. Is at Jackson Hole. You know, um, Jeff, I, I like to think of this as, as a kind of a bad game of Jenga, because one, one of my favorite quotes here, and I want to read this, uh, Powell said today, uh, but we cannot identify with certainty the neutral rate of interest. Now, if you don't know what the neutral rate is, this is this would be what is perceived to be the rate that the economy isn't running too hot, it's not running too cool. We can just say about just right. Now, in my view, who should know the answer to this? None other than Jay Powell, because he's got more PhD economists than man has combined all in one location. He should have all the data, all the information, and he should know. But he goes on to say, and thus, there's always uncertainty about the precise level of monetary policy restraint. And so this is why we get these, you know, quarter point and then wait. Quarter point, and then wait. And the idea here, as you know, Jeff, is we're gonna we're gonna move the bar up a little bit, step back, see if anything breaks. If it doesn't, we go a little more. And this is my Jenga analogy: you pull the block out, tower doesn't fall over. Pull some more. And what happened in March this year? We pulled enough blocks that the tower started to wobble. We had some bank failures, but guess what? It didn't fall over. So what do we need to do? Pull more blocks out, raise rates more because. We're just navigating by the stars. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're, and we know, Jeff, they're going to continue to do whatever they're going to do until something breaks and then they're going to cut rates again.
Yeah, I think Mr. Powell was being a little coy here when he said a high level of uncertainty. What he really means is, as you're saying, Steve, we don't really have any idea. We're supposed to know where the neutral rate, neutral rate is because monetary policy, at least in the form of interest rate targeting, is supposed to find that neutral rate and either get above it if they want to restrain credit or get below it if they want to stimulate credit. When, as we were just saying here, that's not what happens. They have no idea where the neutral rate is, assuming one exists, or assuming, assuming a neutral rate exists, that there's even one neutral rate. There might be several. And so what they really do is, as Steve was saying, they just experiment, which is what they were doing with QE back in 2010. What they did in 2010 and 2009 in 2010 was, we don't know how to stimulate the economy, so let's throw one entire QE at it and see if that worked. And so what, Jay, what uh, Ben Bernanke was saying in August 2010 was, we threw the biggest monetary program in the Fed's history at, at the economy it didn't work. So Jay Powell, and uh, here we are 13 years later, saying we need to stop inflation. So we're going to throw the biggest rate hike program in history against the economy and see if that worked. And according to Powell, he's not even sure if it has. And one reason why is not just they don't know where the neutral neutral rate is. They don't even really know what is in, what inflation is either. They are not just flying blind. This is like a bunch of astrologers and alchemists getting together to make something, you know, they're not even trying to make gold. They're making something entirely different. And they have no idea what they're doing. They have no recipe to follow, no blueprint. It's all just let's wing it and hope it works out for the best. But that's not a really useful strategy. Fingers crossed, everything great. Yeah, not at all, Jeff, because, you know, we often say we provide evidence that the Fed is clueless. And then people often, you know, you'll go to a conference, you'll go somewhere and people say, do you really believe that? Do they really are they really clueless? And here's the actual evidence, because if the Fed knew what the neutral rate or let's just say they said we kind of have an idea, maybe it's five percent. We're not sure if it exactly it could be four and three quarters, could be five and a quarter, but we think it's pretty much five. Here's what all our models say. Instead of going from zero and up a quarter point or half a point and see what goes on, what they would immediately do is say, look, we need to cool off the economy. So we're going to go to five and a half percent. I mean, we're going to go straight there tonight right now because we're pretty sure where the neutral rate is. And to add to this element, the Powell has no clue what he's doing. What we see here, I'm going to get a quote from his speech today. Given how far we've come. At coming meetings, we're in a position to proceed carefully. Now, if you knew what the neutral rate was, there's almost not much need to be careful about anything. And he goes on to say, to decide whether to tighten further or instead to hold policy rate constant and wait for further data. And so what you start to gather is this further data is, did something break? Oh, it didn't? Okay, well, we can maybe go a little more. Or did the, did the data move in the direction we want? Oh, okay. So that's all this is, is they're waiting to see if anything from their magical bag of tricks does anything. And then if it does, they take credit for it. And if it doesn't, they do more until it actually happens, which, as we know, is not because of what they're doing. And then they take credit for it. And then when it goes wrong, they just blame someone else. As you always say, Steve, the, the lags are, are variable and they're highly variable because they'll start doing something and doesn't produce immediate consequences. And then you get over the intermediate term and doesn't produce any consequences. And maybe two years later, something happens and they say, well, we did that. It just took a two year lag. But, we, you know, as the big problem here is when you're doing something like that, it's like flying in an airplane where you can't see out the window. You don't really have good instruments. You have very set of you have a, a couple very limited instruments 
and you're thinking, well, I'm going to fly straight at a fast speed. And if I don't hit a mountain, then I'm going to continue flying in the same direction. That's kind of what they're saying here. We don't really know what's going on in the economy. We don't really know how the economy or inflation works. But as long as everything is continuing on, the data that we watch is continuing to be what it is. We have to we have no choice but to go on that same course. And the only reason they have no choice is because they don't know these things that you think that they know because their entire game here is to get the public to believe in these fairy tales, to believe in these people as scientists. And if you and me start to act in the way the Fed wants us to, this moral suasion nonsense, then we will become the Fed's policy. That's what really is underlying all this stuff here. Because when they talk about inflation, when they talk about inflation fighting, it's about expectations and confidence which are the exact opposite of what inflation really is. It's not about confidence and expectations. The one thing that you never hear them say is money, which is odd. And more people should really pick up on that in light of what Steve and I are both talking about here, where the Fed is just making stuff up. You think they would at least talk about the monetary system, but they never bring it up. Well, Jeff, if they talked about it, then we would actually know that they don't understand how it works. And that would be actually pretty shocking to most people is, hey, you're in charge of this thing, this machine, and you don't know how it works? Well, we push some buttons and raise and lower some levers. And as long as the machine keeps humming along and kind of makes the sounds or noises that we expected to, then everything must be okay. But, you know, it all comes back to, again, like you said, expectations, because you hear this phrase, don't fight the Fed. So when the Fed's easing, stocks are supposed to go up. And then when they're actually tightening or whatever they're doing now, raising rates, doing QT, and then the market goes up. What do you hear, pal? He gets frustrated. He comes out almost like, you know, the markets, the conditions are easing and they shouldn't be. Listen to me. They should be tightening. You need to sell stocks and you need to see the market go down. And same with interest rates. We don't understand why the long rate isn't going up as much. It should be much higher because, right, the curve should be positively sloped. We can't figure out why it is, but let me just tell you, it needs to be higher. And it's just, if you speak it, maybe it comes into fruition. It's exactly what the Fed does. But it's so obvious when you take a step back and really listen to what they're saying, they have no clue what's going on. And the sad part is, they're, Powell's like one of the most powerful men in the world. When he talks, everybody freaking listens to the guy, and they shouldn't. It's just the same. Why are we talking about Jay Powell, right, Steve? You and I, we, we would prefer to spend our time on something productive, but we have to because everybody else does. And so if we don't say something about Jay Powell and the rate hikes, everybody's like, well, why don't you? Everybody else is talking about this is the most important thing. And we have to talk about it in a way to try to debunk that, that idea that's so important, that everything's so consequential because everything is made to get you to believe that this is the case. But a perfect example today, all we heard was Jay Powell is the most, most important speech ever. And markets basically kind of went, eh, okay. We didn't really hear anything different. And the reason is because I think market participants, I know market participants understand this in the way that we're talking about it. This is all just smoke and mirrors. This is all good for, it's all a good show, although it's not really a good show. It's all for show, not really a good one. And it plays good in the financial media. It makes people believe in something that we want them to believe in, which is these all-powerful technocrats that if you put your faith in them, everything will just work out all good and hunky-dory. It'll be perfect Goldilocks. Steve, there will be a soft landing that we can all just not worry about a thing. They've got it covered. Everything's great. It's everything's But they don't know what the neutral rate is. 
No, they don't. And, and Jeff, if they did, if they had the formulas, I can tell you, we would never hear from Powell. I mean, we only hear from him periodically. He'd come out and he'd be like, hey, I'm changing the neutral rate to this. Here's all the math behind it. Here's the formulas. You can, you can go through it if you want. And same with quantitative easing, which we know is not quantitative at all, because if anyone ever raised their hand and say, hey, can we get the formula for that? Uh, he would just turn around and run because there isn't one, but there should be one because that's what the word means. So he should just come out and say, here's the formulas that we have created. And sure, they're going to be really complex, but you can plug it in and see that this is what we're going to do. We're going to go straight to these levels because this is what our formulas say, and this is what we should see. And as long as the reaction to this is correct, then we do have the scientific data to support it. We don't get that. We don't get any of that. We get these closed door meetings, these secret you know, minutes that get changed later on if the reaction isn't right. I mean, it, it's such a ridiculous you know circus that they're running. It's it's just hard to believe that anyone actually listens to the guy, but we do. Yeah, if the old the old way the central banks used to work, and Montague Norman, the old uh, Bank of England head, he said, "Never apologize, never explain." Because you don't need to. You're right, Steve. If they did what they say they do, then they would just put money into the market or take money out of the marketplace. Done. They don't even need to tell anyone that they're in it. They've reduced the money supply. Inflation, the economy slows down. Inflation goes away. It works out. But you're right. Why don't they put it on TV tomorrow that we believe the neutral interest rate is 4.37% right now. And if we go 14.5% above that neutral rate and keep it there for 86 and a half days, inflation will be X, Y, Z. That's, that's what people have in their mind. They're, they think that and they, every, they have, the reason they have it in their mind is that's, that's the game everybody's playing here. They think that, well, the, that's how the Fed operates. They just, they're just not telling us. They're just not showing us the black box. They're not showing us the details. That must be what goes on here. But if you follow these things close enough, that's the only benefit for talking about these speeches and these, these you know, FMC meetings and minutes and everything is you, you can peel the curtain back when you actually listen to these things repeatedly because they don't say the things that you, you would expect them to say. And what they do say just leaves you shaking your head. You're like, wait a minute, navigating the, by the stars under cloudy skies? What the hell is this guy talking about? You know, Jeff, because the problem is we're just not smart enough. To understand this. And if we were, and since nobody is, and only central bankers can understand it, I'm sure they have all the formulas and all the guides and all the books and all the, all the things that we would really want. But again, because there's just no way we could possibly comprehend this, that we need them to filter it down to us and then trust in them that they know what they're doing. Which, again, then why would he say we're navigating by the stars? I mean, that is so ridiculous. Are we out in a wooden ship in the middle of the ocean and we're lost? Because it's really kind of what he's telling us is we don't know where we're at and we're not really sure where we're going, but maybe the stars will get us there if we're a little bit lucky. Yeah, I wonder why he threw that in there. Because I sort of, like, I started, like, is this a cry for help? Is he really saying. You know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Please help me. Somebody give me a computer or something, a modern navigational tool, which is what everybody believes they have. Uh, but, but, you know, he's trying to explain why things are not going the way the Fed said they were. And he did mention that, oh, we saw the core inflation rate drop or the core consumer price rate drop for two months in a row. And that's great. But we're not confident yet that that's enough disinflation for us to back off the rate hikes. And he keeps saying, we're not confident yet. We're not confident yet. And as Steve is saying here, 
he would be confident if he knew what the hell he was talking about. Instead, he's not confident because they have to see it in order to believe it. Even though you can look at any number of forward-looking indications like the yield curve, producer prices, any number of things and say, we can tell where consumer prices and the economy are going, Powell can't do that. He's got this expectation nonsense in his head. He doesn't know where anything else is. And until that core rate actually drops down to target, that's the point where the Fed will finally back off. Because that's, I think, what everybody wants to know from these speeches is where does the Fed hit its terminal rate and when, do they, when does it really back off? According to Jay Powell, it's not until we actually see the CPI at 2%. When the markets are going to say, or markets are saying, not only are you going to see the CPI back at 2% or less, you're going to see a whole bunch of stuff happen in the meantime. You know, Jeff, it would be refreshing if Powell came out and said, look, here's a consumer price index. Here's the energy component. Let me show you the year on year rate of gasoline prices. Let me show you China producer prices. Let me show you import prices. Let me show you. Let me show you all these things to show you that, look, the data says it's going to cool off and everything's fine. The problem the Fed has, they have a crisis of confidence, of confidence in them. I think that's what people are missing. Yeah, bingo. That's it exactly and again, if they were a scientific organization using these useful quantitative models to just input a bunch of numbers and spit out the results and everything has. But again, back to our original premise, the reason Ben Bernanke in August of 2010 at Jackson Hole had to announce the second QE is because they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, that's that's the Greenspan-ism. We just, yeah, we'll just wing it. And as long as nothing breaks, we're good.